Hi, my name is Wendy Tassetta, and I work with Verizon Business Group. The advancements in digital over the last year are years worth in 12 months. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Wendy. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I love any time women get to have the conversation. Me too. And today our conversation will focus on Verizon's support for small businesses, particularly during a very challenging year, which I know I don't need to even mention anymore. But before we do that, Wendy, what's an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? I actually think the most impactful time was when I was running retail for Verizon. Um, and one of the interesting things is I didn't start in sales. I actually spent the first 12 years of my career in operations. Um, and I went to sales at a time when the typical sales leader looked different than me. They were someone who was really aggressive and really a go-getter and had a certain type of personality. And here I came as this operational leader and people thought I wouldn't be competitive. And it actually lulled people into a false sense of who I was going to be. Um, and I actually think it gives me an advantage in the industry is that it's a surprise to people when the person with the operational background is more competitive than them, when I'm willing to get on the sales floor and go head to head with you and see who can close a customer, when I am, I am chasing the number at the end of the month and doing a victory lap around you while going na na na. Um, I think it's surprising to people. So there's the unpredictableness of being a woman in a space that is occupied by men often, I think is actually an advantage. You are certainly not the first guest I've had on this podcast that often talks about the advantages of being one of the only women in the room. And actually, I think the podcast I just did earlier this week, she was also talking about sales and how she would often be underestimated both by her colleagues, but also the people she was selling to. And so she would sort of just like kind of get in there and they would, you know, kind of be surprised by her ability to, like you said, be aggressive and actually make that sale. I've never heard someone say to a male sales leader, I didn't expect you to close that, but I've had it said to me many times. And also that they were surprised at the way I approached it, that I was much more direct than they were expecting, but that it came with less intimidation, which is just interesting that sometimes that unpredictable nature can really bring something extra to the conversation. Yeah, it's hard to talk about the positives without, like you mentioned, having someone say to you, I didn't expect that, without the negatives kind of creeping in. I mean, it is truly a double-edged sword. Like there's no other way to really talk about these sorts of things. But they think it's a compliment, which is also interesting. The person who says to you, I'm impressed. And you're going, well, what did you think I was going to do? So it's it's an interesting thing. I think I think sometimes people package that as imposters. I, I actually am not a fan of the imposter syndrome term. Um, I think insecurity is part of life. And if you're challenging yourself and you're going into rooms that others have not been in, 
you're always going to look around and go, well, how does it look when I'm here? Um, I think there is a difference, though, at this stage in my career where I expect certain things when I'm in the room and I declare what I expect. And I don't know that I would have done that 15 years ago. Yeah, that's cool. And why as as a person, a younger person just entering tech, I mean, this has been the best thing about this podcast for me is just hearing from other women. I, I like that. It's like being able to say like, oh, this is what I expect from this room of people who don't look like me. Okay. I could talk about this all day. So I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get right into the, the tech part of the tech podcast. Uh, so I know that Verizon has done a lot to support small businesses impacted by the pandemic. Can you walk me through some of those initiatives as well as how Verizon intends to continue offering that support moving forward now that we're kind of opening back up and things are returning to normal a little bit? So let's talk about what we've done for the last 15 months or so. Some of the things I'm most proud of are the places where we simply showed up and offered help. So we were doing small business concerts with some of the celebrities that are out there and they were tagging small businesses and we were donating money into communities and we were working with the LISC. And all of those things matter because it's so easy for small businesses to slip through the cracks. So it was important to us that we were doing things locally, not just at a national scale. And that's that's not always the that's not always the case when you're when you're dealing with big business. Sometimes it's only it's only really macro level. Um, I was really proud of the local community grassroots things that we were doing. We are also doing things around how do we help you know about things you don't know about. So we created Small Business Week. Now, candidly, they were supposed to be a national Small Business Week, and the SBA came and said we're going to pause this until the fall. And we said, we're not going to pause. We're going to create a, an offer. We're going to throw open our doors in our stores and we're going to invite you to come in and we're going to go out and knock on your doors. And we packaged up not only good offers because that's what we do, but we also started to do things like 10-year pricing. Here's a price point that you could build a plan on for the next 10 years. And let me show you how that will give you some peace of mind so that you're not worried about the budget every single day that you wake up. But I think the big one for me is these consultations that we're doing across all 7,200 of our distribution points. We are inviting customers to come in. They can do it virtually, they can do it over the phone, or they can just come into the store. And what we're saying is, you may not know everything you could be doing. It's overwhelming when you start on Google. And you may be the greatest hairdresser that there is, but you may have no idea where to start when it comes to security. So you're sitting at home and you're watching the gas line has been hacked and you're going, oh, my God, if it could happen to them, what could happen to my credit card machine? And we're building solutions that are addressing things like that, that are addressing the fact that technology creates a whole lot of exposure that you may not know about but you shouldn't have to become an expert to protect your business. So whether it's been doing things in grassroots communities, we've been working with organizations that are expert in this space that already have tentacles into the community. And then we've been packaging up new products to say, here's something that could help you. Why don't you come and ask us, tell us about your business and your customer 
And then let's try to make it less complicated. And 5G, of course, is uh, on the horizon. It's already being implemented. What can 5G do for small businesses specifically? Because I know what it can do for enterprises and IoT and all that stuff. But what about a small local business? I think the big thing for a lot of small businesses is this. If you figured out how to survive the last 15 months, congratulations. Now you face the bigger challenge. How do I keep doing the new stuff? And how do I get back to the stuff I used to do? And with the same resources and probably not a lot more cash. So you have to start thinking about how technology will make some of those leaps for you and fill in some of those resources. Like when people pull up to the curb, you want there to be no latency. You want to know that they are outside and waiting for their for you to come out with their dinner, which is what I'll do tonight. You want to know that they're approaching the restaurant. All those things that let it be real time, that let it be very specific and local, 5G lets you really get to that place. And for those of us that live in more suburban environments, that may seem like table stakes. It's just not. And these restaurants, these retailers are having to contend with, how can I have a curbside business and an in-store business? All in my same footprint. I don't have the room, I don't have the time, and I don't have the resources. Technology like 5G lets you bring things faster and really be customized. I heard an ad the other day, pull up to our store and in two minutes, we'll be at your door. And if we're not, we'll pay for your dinner. If you want to make a claim like that, you've got to have a reliable way to know that that's happening. And those are the types of things that small businesses could unlock that before they'd have had to spend a lot more money and they would never have built out that kind of technology. So a lot of what 5G does for small business owners is actually that things that would have been outside of your realm in the past are now in your reach because it's available in the network. You just need to buy an application or you just need to buy a device. You don't need to, in, you don't need to invest and build an entire infrastructure. And I think as small businesses need to act like the big boys, People's expectations on on customer experience, I don't know that they've ever been higher. I want you to do everything you used to do. I want you to do all the things that everybody else is doing. I want you to charge me less. That's hard if you can't figure out how to take out some of the cost load and some of the worry that it won't always work. Right. Yeah. I, I like that you said, and I think this is true about 5G you know, you, they just kind of have to go out and buy those applications and those devices. So it's actually somewhat of a simple digital transformation. But that's, of course, not the only thing that that these small businesses need to consider. And I'm sure there's a lot of apprehension. You mentioned kind of like the Google rabbit hole you can go down if you're trying to figure out how to digitally transform your business. So what advice do you have for small business decision makers that are considering major digital transformations, but might be feeling a bit overwhelmed by that process? I think you've got to think about three things. The first one is customers have more choice and they're more fickle than ever before. So this stat just sticks with me all the time. 85% of people say if they call a small business and they don't answer, they'll never call again. So you may think technology is too hard. You can't afford to miss phone calls in this economy. 
because that Google list has eight and eight, eight other names right below you. So you have to at least start with how do I make sure that I never miss a call? I never miss a lead. That's one. The second thing that you have to think about is security. It feels different giving someone your credit card number over the phone. I don't know where you are. I don't know who you are. And with all the phishing that's going on, I don't know about you, but every time I get an email from someone I think I do business with, I pause. Is this really Chase? Is this really Netflix? How do you give me peace of mind that you are running an above the board operation? So the security component, I think, is actually a big one. And you can't, you really can't skip on that one because if your customer's data gets gets exposed, you won't get a second chance. And this third one is around the way that customers think about that experience once they have it. I don't want to do business with someone who's coming in with a paper manual anymore. You have to come with a tablet. I want a QR code. I want to be able to scan it. I don't want to have to sit down with paperwork. I don't want to have to come to your office. I don't want to have to work on your time. And I think biz, small business owners who think I'm, I'm busy enough already are going to be challenged because you have to figure out how you're going to grow year on year in this new economy where customers expect more, but they don't necessarily want to pay more. And technology is going to have to have differentiation and experience. And the majority of the ads I'm watching these days are not about the product. It's really about the way you're going to get the product. It's convenience. And you can't do convenience manually. That was some really good advice and really good points. I What you said at the end there about the ads you're seeing being about the experience of working with that business is like so true. I never thought about that, but you are like absolutely right. And I, you know, as a consumer and a millennial consumer, I I definitely subscribe to that. And that's what gets me <laughs> every time, right? You mentioned, I think in the the answer to your first question, you started talking about that Verizon does have solutions to help these small businesses. So I thought for the last question, I would just ask you what specific tools you guys offer to, to help your small businesses specifically? Yes. So my favorite one is one talk. I literally just typed an email. It's sitting on my screen right now about one talk <laughs> um, because it's a product that I knew about, but didn't really fully appreciate until I came into the small business space. So let's say that we're running our own small business and we have two friends with us. What OneTalk lets us do is that when a call comes in, all four of us get the ring at the same time. So whoever is available can answer. So that call doesn't go into the voicemail box. It allows us to have a receptionist when we don't have one. So when you call in, it'll automate and it can make your business seem bigger. Extension 101, even though there's only three of you, (laughs) it allows you to customize it and give it the feel that you want. But it also allows you to hunt, which I really love. So everybody's out on Saturday. We're not all sitting in the office. Okay, well, it's going to go from person to person to person. I'm getting my hair dyed. I can't answer. You're getting a pedicure. You can't answer. Claudia is sitting at home reading the paper. She picks up the phone. It allows you to follow along 
in whatever ways you want. And it's agile to your business. It just seems like such a no brainer to me. But if you think about Verizon, I don't know that most people think, what's my cell phone? When am I upgrading? When's the next iPhone coming out? Those are the things people think about. And they don't realize that there are things like OneTalk, that there are things like, like our business mobile secure, which lets you see a dashboard of every device connected to your business, what websites they're hitting, what emails they're downloading, and it lets you have a policy and enforce it. Because most of what happens with phishing actually starts by employee behavior. It's the person who got that email and didn't validate where it was coming from, and they opened it and clicked the link. And the next thing you know, you're having a conversation about your customer's data. There are very simple things out there that can make it easier and give you some peace of mind. So you can worry about attracting customers, not about protecting your business. So those are, for me, those are just easy ones. And that's not even getting into the custom space. That's really just things we offer to everyone all across the country every day. And you just probably don't know because we don't advertise it. Well, Wendy, this was really great and really informative. So thank you so much. And, you know, I appreciate Verizon taking care of small businesses throughout this crazy time we all find ourselves in. I I have to tell you, there's a, I, I mentioned earlier, I've been with the company for 21 years. I'm what they call a bell baby. My dad was a tech for 35 years. Mm. So I, I handle the legacy of my father. And there's a bit of Pollyanna in me about what we could do to help small businesses that 47% of people in this country are employed by one Mm. and that they are normally the last to come back after a financial crisis. But this time could be different because the advancements in digital over the last year are years worth in 12 months. Well, Technically is an Art and Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.